Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a basic text study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our basic text, Narcotics Anonymous. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the basic text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then our participation will be well worth the effort. We're going to have introductions, and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Phil Attic. My clean date is 4-1995. Um, I live in Pitt, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, my home group is uh, Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh at the uh, Anala Recovery uh, Center. Hey, I'm Jessica. Um, I'm from Berea, Kentucky, and we're part of the Kentucky Survivors Area. My clean date is December 1st, 2015, and my home group is NA as such in Nicholasville, Kentucky. We meet Monday nights at 7. Hello, everyone. My name is Brian B. I am an addict. Uh, my clean date is 11-18-2019. Uh, I'm a member of the WE area of Narcotics Anonymous. Anonymous. My home group is the Sunday morning literature meeting of NA. Uh, come down and see us sometime. We'd love to have you. Hi, everybody. My name is Eva P. from uh, Salem, Oregon. My clean date is 6-10-2000. My area is the Mid-Willamette Valley area of Narcotics Anonymous. My home group is Live for Today. And uh, it's on Wednesday nights at 7.30 at Westminster Church. Come and find me. I would love to meet you. Hi, everybody. My name is Donna. I'm an addict. I live in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is Thanksgiving, 1985. My home uh, area is Lane County area of Narcotics Anonymous. We have lots of great meetings out here. Come on out and see us. Happy to be here. Hi. My name's Paul, I'm an addict. Uh, I got clean in New Orleans, Louisiana. I attend meetings in New Orleans and the Pensacola area. Uh, my home group is the Open Mind Group that meets on Monday nights at 7.30. Uh, I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast. And uh, if you're on a relapse, come back to the fellowship, we need you. I'm an addict, my name's Douglas L. My clean date is March 12th, 2000. Got clean in Southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm uh, really excited that you're tuning in. I suggest that you get your basic text, a highlighter, and a pen or pencil. And uh, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. This is our 17th episode uh, of the basic text study for the Anonymous podcast. We're going to begin today on page 37, step eight, and Eva P. will f facilitate. Eva, take it away. Hey, good evening, everybody. Um, so we were just going to wrap up uh, step seven, if anybody had any follow-up on, um, on step seven to share tonight before we move on to step eight. Yeah, Dad, go ahead. All right. Uh, you know, with step seven, I, I always approach this with, um, with saying, okay, look, you know, we, we wrote the defects that we, um, that we can see in six, that those flat tires in our life. And now seven is this, is this pivot, you know, of the action item of, of us, you know, really putting forth some effort into not doing those while we're asking this loving higher power to remove them. <clears throat> but, but, you know, participating in this basic text study, it's really, 
where I've grown at and my understanding over our last couple episodes is, is really the focus doesn't necessarily need to be on me not doing those defects um, is what we talked about in our last couple episodes. It's really that the focus on doing, doing the spiritual principle, that's the opposite of that defect, you know? And so, so, um, and so I'm really excited about that, you know, because there there's, you know, I'll I'll be going over a current, a current six step with my sponsor in the morning. And, uh, and I'm just really excited, man, about, about getting into a season of my life where I'm, where I'm not worried about trying to count days together of not acting out on a defect, not acting out on a defect, you know, doing this. Oh, I got three days. Oh, damn. There I go again off the deep end. Oh, I got, you know, this and that. But of really looking at the what's the spiritual principle that's the opposite of this defect. And let me do that, man. Let me be loving. Let me try to be pure. Let me try to be honest as I can. Let me let me try to be kind. You know, let me try to be generous instead of I can't be lustful. I can't be greedy. I can't be this. I can't be this. Now let, let me focus on what I can be. I'm just, and it's because of us, man, you know, getting together and you folk, you know, talking about your experience that I've missed it. You know, I've missed it for 20 years, th- this perspective, and I'm really excited, you know, uh, about that. So, so that's my, um, that's my approach to, uh, to step seven. Anybody else have anything that they want to, okay, so let's get started with step eight. Um, Doug, why don't you start step eight for us? All right, step eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step eight is the test of our newfound humility. Our purpose is to achieve freedom from the guilt that we have carried. We want to look at the world and want to look the world in the eye with neither aggressiveness nor fear. Are we willing to make a list of all persons we had harmed to clear away the fear and guilt that our past holds for us? Our experience tells us that we must become willing before this step will have any effect. The A step is not easy. It demands a new kind of honesty about our relations with other people. The A step starts the process of forgiveness. We forgive others. Possibly we are forgiven. And finally, we forgive ourselves and learn how to live in the world. By the time we reach this step, we have become ready to understand rather than to be understood. We can live and let live easier when we know the areas in which we owe amends. It seems hard now, but once we have done it, we'll wonder why we didn't. We did not do it long ago. Now, I think my comment you know, on that is going to be, um, you know, make amends, this becoming willing, the the amend part is uh, when I approach this and and I understand of saying, hey, when I, when I cause harm and cause damage, and we'll we'll get into that here, you know, shortly, but when I cause harm and I cause this damage, it's not about me. um, It's not about me saying, okay, let me approach this person and let me say, I'm sorry. And then, and then, you know, that, that's going to be it, but that, that's just a little piece of it, right? That, that immense part of saying, Hey, look, let me, number one, let me acknowledge the pain that I caused you because of my actions. That's, that's one. And then two, and I have to be ready to say, okay, with this, what can I do to make it right? You know, what can I, and the easiest examples are like, you know, you steal money, you, you, you kind of it's that restoration process, right? Like, how can I, how can I make this right? But there's some, you know, emotional damage and and, and other kind of damage that we cause people to where it's like working with the sponsors saying, Hey, you know, how are we going to correct this a little bit later on, you know? Um, But, but I just wanted to, I wanted to make a comment, you know, as we read that, 
as, as I go through this step, I need to, to not look at it as saying, hey, you know, I'm just getting ready to say I'm sorry. Well, it's actually is saying, hey, you know, I'm going to acknowledge this. I'm going to see what I can do to make it right. And I'm going to stop that behavior. Now, I think that's the I think that's the part that that hits me the hardest, too. Um, you know, saying, oh, OK, look, just because I can say I'm sorry, it isn't isn't just a lease to say, fuck it, you know, do what I want. So that's going to be my comments on that. Eva. I pass you're next so um i got high in the french quarter and it's 13 by six blocks that's the that's the width of the french quarter and um i remember when i was using i had these people that i had fucked over uh it, you know that lived in the french quarter so there would be blocks that i couldn't walk up down right so one of the things that was just metaphorically, I couldn't walk through life in a straight line. I couldn't get from one side of the quarter to the other because I had to avoid all these blocks that I couldn't walk down. I owed somebody money. I had, uh, you know, done something inappropriate with this person. I had done this kind of stuff. So, so my life <clears throat> was not easy. It took a lot of energy for me to go to the grocery store on the other side of the quarter because I had to walk all of this convoluted way to get what I was doing. And that's what the eighth and ninth step for me is, is the ability to walk through life from point A to point B without fear, without shame, without guilt. Like I can walk anywhere in the world because of the step work that I've done, not fearing coming across somebody or even fearing myself you know what i mean like i don't walk in going oh my god what how am i going to react how am i going to be in the world and and for me that's the payoff because i'm you know i'm a selfish addict i gotta have a payoff the payoff is that it's not i don't have to go in the world anymore wasting energy and getting all up in my head as to who will show up or who will be there or what will happen. And that is freeing. So if you're sitting on the edge of, a, of an eighth and ninth step and you think, I don't wanna to talk to those people. I don't wanna do this. I, they really don't like me. I don't wanna do that. Look, find the courage to walk through that fear because on the other side is freedom. That's the highest point of freedom that we talk about in our symbol is that's that kind of thing get others when that's when i start to deal with others when i start to deal with god when i start to deal with society when i do that the point of freedom gets higher and this is this is where it's really going to pay off this is really where it's going to pay off don't do four five six and seven and and bum out on eight and nine. Oh my god you're that's that's it this is the point so thanks Well, my name is Eva and I'm an addict and uh, I just, there's a couple of lines in here. First one <clears throat> that it says that the eighth step is not easy. It demands a new kind of honesty about our relations with other people. And, um, and um, for someone who's one of the best defenses for me is lying by omission or um, keeping secrets, right? Um, this is where I have to, this is where the meat and potatoes is about that. Like I can't not 
put somebody's name on it because I didn't want her to know that I even talked to that person or, or because I was, then I'll have to really face that. And um, sometimes I don't know that I'm ready to do that, but it says right here that we, we need to have a new kind of honesty, which means that uh, it, it, it probably isn't just me that lies by omission or keeps secrets about some of the things that we've done because it's written right here. Then the second thing was, by the time we reach this step, we have become ready to understand rather than be understood. Oh, shoot. That's hard because I spent my whole life trying to get you to understand why I do what I do. Don't you know what I've been through? Blah, 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 right? And now it's about, it doesn't matter what I've been through. I just don't want to be here to understand what happened between us and talk about some forgiveness, right? And, um, and I have to be really careful. I have to really be careful and not think about nine when I do eight because it makes me want to leave names off. It, and it says I need to write a list of all the people I have harmed. It doesn't say anything else. I don't have to do anything else. I just have to put down their name. And if I start tripping on nines, then I'm like, this is where people get stalled out because I think they get stuck um, with that honesty piece because I, I get busy thinking about nine. You know, and like my unwilling, my willingness changes to unwillingness really quick. If I put those two together, eight is a step all on its own and it needs to be all on its own, in my humble opinion, because um, I found that if I'm thinking about what's going to happen with the people on the list, then I start getting real, real, real full of fear is what it is full of fear that I'm not going to be able to take it to the next level, which is step nine, right? To the next place um, and, and forgive and be forgiven. I worry, you know, and um, I live in fear and fear keeps us stuck. You know, it's, it's a, it's a terrible place to be. So for me, I have to be real careful about not talking about nine with my girls and with myself in my own head when I'm doing a step eight, because um, I'll, I'll, I'll stall. I'll stop. I'll like, oh yeah, I'm getting to it. <laughs> no, but I ain't. So I lied again. So um, anybody else on those first uh, little three paragraphs? Hey, Phil, yeah, go ahead. Phil, I'll be I'll be real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the steps are numbered and they are are in order for a reason, and and they are they they definitely are are uh, separate. But uh, but it even says uh, how 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 it it's it starts. Step eight is a test of our newfound humility, and uh, the humility does uh, uh, deepen uh, with the previous steps and uh, into uh, this step. But uh, it does go into um, uh, more definitely uh, honesty and uh, more honesty. And um, courage, and probably probably some willingness. There'll be all other other uh, spiritual principles, spiritual principles in there that I just don't want to talk about. But like like it says, uh, the A step is is not easy, you know. And and that new kind of honesty of, about the relationship with other people. But I uh, I really like uh, how it says we can live and let live easier when we know the areas in which we owe amends. See, so um, for me, and, and, and it was for me, the previous steps, even, even to, to make that list. 
and 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 not to project and just to stay uh, uh, in the step and the substance and, and things within that step. And uh, how would I know some of them things? It was from those previous steps, especially the four step. And that's all I have. Thank you, Phil. Anybody else on those? Okay. Paul, why don't you start with the next paragraph, please, we? We need some, we need some real honesty before we can make an accurate list. In preparing to make the eight step list, it is helpful to define harm. One definition of harm is physical or mental damage. Another definition of harm is inflicting pain, suffering, or loss. The damage we may be caused by something that is said, done, or left undone. Harm can result from words or actions, either intentional or unintentional. The degree of harm can range from making someone feel mentally uncomfortable to inflicting bodily injury or even death. The eighth step presents us with a problem. Many of us have difficulty admitting that we caused harm for others because we thought we were victims of our addiction. Avoiding this rationalization is crucial to the eighth step. We must separate what was done to us from what we did to others. We cut away our justifications and our ideas of being a victim. We often feel that we only harmed ourselves, yet we usually list ourselves last, if at all. This step is doing the legwork to repair the wreckage of our lives. Well, I, I certainly need to read those two paragraphs. I'm currently on a ninth step and um, I put some, so I, here's the question, the philosophical question. Can somebody be on your eighth step who doesn't know that they're there? I see Donna nodding. Thank, thank you, Donna. I appreciate the uh, that because that's the thing. There's there's some people on my on my list who were who may not even be aware, but there was some stuff that I, I'm justified in my anger, right? That he just talks about there. I'm justified in my self righteousness because they did something to me, and I have kind of cut them off. <coughs> And so that's the thing, that's the issue. And I can't be worried about what they did. I have to be worried about my reaction and my ability to cut people off when they don't do what I want them to do. And that's, that's back to those 13 blocks and how long it takes to get from point A to point, point B. My life will be filled with this unforgiveness and the energy it expends. And I don't wanna be like that. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be friends with these people. I wanna, I wanna have them still in my life. It's important. If I'm still thinking about it, I obviously have something invested in this relationship. And so I gotta, I gotta put the names down and let the chips fall, fall where they may. Eva was dead on with that. It's separate. Write it on the list. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just get it on the list. And I did. I wrote it down and I was like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. I definitely don't want to do this. And shut up, Paul. Put it on the list. So thanks. I saw Donna. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> 
So uh, many of us have difficulty admitting that we caused harm for others because we thought we were victims ourselves. It says victims of our addiction, but victims. And you know what? Many times we were. I certainly was. I was a child who uh, was raised in a, an incredibly abusive environment. Um, I was a, a victim over and over and over again, you know, and then there were other times in my life where that was true as well, you know. Uh, so it's important, um, and we talk a lot about this in my sponsor, with me and my sponsees about um, just because somebody's harmed me doesn't mean I don't owe them an amends because because my my list is about what I have done and not about what they have done. Um, now, when we get to that ninth step, <clears throat> there, are, there are things I have no uh, uh, obligation to put myself in harm's way, um, but there are ways to make amends, right? So uh, uh, without doing that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, those people who harmed me um, that maybe I exacted some revenge on. <laughs> or, uh, you know, or went on later on to do the same things to other people that were done to me. That's really typical. That's very common. Um, the other thing is, too, is that I said not too long ago, and my, my oldest friend has known me since I was eight years old. I said not too long ago that I have never deliberately harmed another person in my life. And she looked at me so funny. And, <laughs> and really, I mean, I, like, I'm not a mean person, right? I don't think I've ever like gone out of my way to harm another human being. But when I start thinking about that a little differently, obviously um, she's known me when we were teenagers and you know young adults, and there were certainly times when um, uh, where I was mean to another human being, and there's in particular one girl in high school that I have looked for her over and over and over again. And um, that I certainly, um, she's on my list every time um, I go through it, she's never fallen off the list. Um, but uh, um, but there are th ways that I do make amends to her to the best of my ability. Um, uh, the other, I think too, <clears throat> as I've gotten older and this is uh, maybe uh, just a part of being a 60 year old woman is, um, you know, I'm to the point where in my life where I really could give a shit what other people think about me or what I do or what I say or how I act or how I live. I mean, I don't care what you think about all that. And sometimes uh, that can come up, that can hurt a person's feelings. It, uh, they feel dismissed or they feel um, uh, like they have no value. And so I need to be so and so maybe I have, you know, caused harm in those ways. So it's not easy for me to admit that I have harmed another person um, uh, when especially when that was not my intention. But that doesn't mean that isn't what happened. Right. And then um, <clears throat> the one thing I want to say about all of this, and this maybe was said before I got on tonight was um, uh, this is where I found the real changes in my life. I mean, up to this point, I had been clean for a while and things were certainly different, but those huge internal shifts um, about cleaning my side of the street up and being able to walk in the world of free woman, this is where it started. And, uh, or maybe that was a culmination of the steps before. So certainly 
do not shortchange yourself in any way by leaving somebody off of the list. You know, if you have a great sponsor, um, they're going to help you work through the rest of it, right? Um, Eva may be humble in her opinion about how to work these steps, but her sponsor is not, right? <laughs> Thanks. Anybody else have anything to say on these two paragraphs? So uh, I got a little bit, um, you know, when I, my first couple of years clean, I, um, before Donna, this is life before Donna, um, my sponsor said that it was appropriate. I mean, I put my ex-husband um, on my list, of course, and, um, and he was my biggest um, abuser. And um, it was hard for me to understand you know, at 28 years old and well, I was probably 30, a couple of years clean by the time I got to step eight because I was slow. Um, but <clears throat> it was hard for me to understand when I was new like that, why I would put this dude on my list, on my eight step list when he beat the crap out of me, when he did the things that he did. And um, <clears throat> I had to really sit down and talk about you know, how many times did you instigate that? How many times did you, did you say, you know, that you knew what buttons to push? How many times did you push the button? How many times did you not come home? How many times, you know, you were loaded with him. So there had to be something that you did. And I was like, well, he deserved it. Um, and she's like, you're missing the point. You need to read it again. And I was like, you know, whatever. Um, but I was new, you know, and I didn't understand the growth that I was going to get when I did that. So I put him on the list. And when I started writing about my part, you know, I was a horrible wife at, at 20 years old with three kids, uh, you know, one, two, and three. That's my kids are one year apart. All bam, bam, bam. I was pregnant for four years straight, you know, and that, and that last child, I could, just couldn't get clean. And, you know, I had a lot to, to write on the you know on that list and uh and it and it was the first time I had to really realize that I couldn't blame him for those things anymore that those were choices that I made in fact I made the choice even though I felt like I didn't have a choice I made the choice to stay right like people offered help and I was like no I got it you know um so it took me five years to get out of that relationship um and another five to find the room so <clears throat> But it was hard for me to understand as, as, as a young woman why I needed to give this dude that broke my nose and my jaw, put him on my list. I couldn't understand it, you know. Um, and those are just the easy things he did, right? That's what my mind kept telling me. But the truth is, I found ways to get him that mad so I could blame him for the things that he did, right? So um, I, had, I had to put him on the list. And... Um, and also his mother who allowed this to all happen. It took me 10 years, 10 years to put her on the, to, 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 to put her on the list to be willing. So um, anyway, that's, um, that's where the victim part of me, um, you know, I really took, I took, I took a hard long look when I was younger. I could see now, of course, that's because I've already done the work, but anyways, that's where I, that's what I can relate to as being the victim. Anybody else? Jessica, you wanna read the next section, please? 
Thank you. Yeah, um, it will not make us better people to judge the faults of another. It will make us feel better to clean up our lives by relieving ourselves of guilt. By writing our list, we can no longer deny that we caused harm. We admit that we hurt others, directly or indirectly, through some action, lie, broken promise, or neglect. We make our list, or take it from our fourth step, and add additional people as we think of them. We face this list honestly, and openly examine our faults so we can become willing to make amends. In some cases, we may not know the persons that we have wronged. While using, anyone that we contacted was at risk. Many members mention their parents, spouses, children, friends, lovers, other addicts, casual acquaintances, co-workers, employers, teachers, landlords, and total strangers. We may also place ourselves on the list because while practicing our addiction, we have slowly been killing ourselves. We may find it beneficial to make a separate list of people to whom we owe financial amends. Anybody have anything to share on this? Hi, Paul, go ahead. I don't know if it was Jessica's dulcet voice, but that those two paragraphs did not sound accusatory or demeaning or anything that my head sounds like when I when I when I sit with it. Do you know what I mean? And and just like the inventory in four, this is not about uh, this is not about you're a bad person. You got too many people on the list. You've wreaked havoc throughout your life, and you're you're a, you're a piece of shit, Paul. That's not what this is about. This is a simple list so that you have a guide for the for the process, and and that was good. That that's the way she read that did not sound like I was a bad person when I'm doing that list. And um, I've done some bad things. And this is to clear that up. And so just remember that uh, if you're like me who likes to have a bat. And listen, I, unlike Donna, am <laughs> I am real clear on my penchant for wanting to hurt. You know, as a, as a gay child, I was bullied. So my reaction is to come out swinging. You know, I will, somebody will say something or demean me and I will spend the next hour or two hours or two days or two weeks coming up with what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, how it's going to happen, how it's going to go down and all of that back and forth, back and forth in my, in my brain. Like I'll even preemptively do that. I'm driving to someplace where I think there may be something and I will have a plan as to if this person says this, I'm coming back with this and then we're, and you're like, I'm planning the harm. And that's, that's where I come from. So, <laughs> you know, this, this allows me to go <sighs> self-soothe, Paul. You don't have to fight everything. You don't have to create harm. If someone comes at you, you don't have to respond in kind. That's what the eighth and ninth step, that's the benefit there. So thanks. Thank you so much, Paul. I saw Donna and then Doug. So go ahead, Donna. You're muted. We're talking about the list of people that we might um, uh, add to the list. You know, I also found it, um, I can't remember where I got this from, but it was uh, 
places, institutions, ideas that I was resentful at, um, those things got put on my list. Um, uh, the institutions and the towns and those kinds of things, like this little town that I grew up in, I hated this place. It was the most horrible, poor, nasty, dirty, smelly, ugly place in the world. And they treated me and my family bad and I hated it. Right. And I remember saying to somebody one time, like, how do you make amends to a town? They got so upset with me. It's like towns don't belong on um, uh, um, uh, amends lists. You know, institutions don't belong on amends lists. And I'm like, well, maybe you never caused any harm in a town or to an institution, but I sure did. And they got put on my list. And I'll talk to you guys more about that as we get into the ninth step. But wow, what a huge difference that has made in my ability to go back into this little town that I grew up in. Completely different place. For some reason, it got really nice and cute. I'm not sure how that happened. Thanks, Donna. Douglas? Yeah, hey, I, I, I agree with you too, Donna. There, there, we can put institutions, places, stuff like that, you know, on, on an amends. We should really, if, I, if I've wronged that institution or that place or whatever it is, you know, I do need to, to restore that. Um, and so I wanted to make this comment here about making this separate list of people we owe financial amends. You know, blocking these, blocking the list out is helpful and uh, it was helpful for me to to attack it as saying, look, let me put let me put the the people in the places that I need to make an amends that um are very easy for me. Those are the first. That's the first block. And so, if anyone listening, if this if this helps you out, you know, th this helps me in my mind kind of separate is like that first block is, uh, is people and places. Uh, yeah, I'll make an amends, no problem. I can see my harm easy. All right, I'm I'm gonna do it. That second one is like, yeah, fuck, it ain't going to be nice, but I'm, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> right. And then that, then that third one is like, look, man, it, it's just not happening. I'm just not doing it. You know, I'm just not. And, uh, but still make that list. Right. Because we're going to read in these next couple, don't focus on the nice step, which is what, what's been said, you know, and, 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 um, I think that's correct. We still have to have that perspective though, of like, Hey, look, you know, I'm, uh, we're working. I'm working these steps to, to, to be able to have this strong and, and loving relationship with the higher power, right? That way where I can look and see, Hey, this is what the higher powers will for me is. And let me walk this out and let me help others. Let me live in this freedom. And a part of this, you know, is, is cleaning this up. So I, I do, I'm aware, I'm not going to focus. We're going to read about, Hey, you know, forget about the ninth step. I, and I understand the spirit of that. All I'm saying is kind of if we block this out and saying, hey, look, when we do transition, you know, to the ninth step, the easy ones, write them down. Then the ones that are going to be like, ah, this is going to be a little bit tough. And then and then just get them on the paper. You know, the people in the places that you're not going to, you know, that I'm not willing to make amends to because the magic happens, man. You know, like get them on the paper that says, hey, fucking I ain't doing it. The magic happens. And just just for a second, I wanted to touch on and. And Eva, I thank you for your transparency and you too, Paul. And, and everyone who shares on here is like, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I had to go through the same thing too. There was no way I was going to make amends to my mom. Just no way, you know, just, just no way, man. It, it, it wasn't happening. And, uh, but the magic happens, you know, put it down. She was on my, you know, on that thing of, I just ain't doing it. 
because my part, like, it's easy to look at her part. She started, you know, when, when, when my boy's mom relapsed, she was using with her, you know, was like, like hiding in line and doing that for me, my, you know, and it, a lot of hate, a lot of whatever it is, you know, and stuff like that had to boil out all that stuff, man, you know, boil it down. Like we understand those fucking perspectives, right? Like we had to, we had to separate the shit that we don't want, you know, to get to the real stuff. And the real stuff for me was, you know, where was I wrong in this stuff at? And it, and it came after the fact, you know, of, of, of every, any time I could put her down, say something bad to her, make her feel like, you know, less than or something like this, man, I was all about it. Maybe even justified is what Paul was talking about. Justified. Why not? come out swinging and then sometimes man the whole perspective you know growing up in a place where I, I i knew that the people who were supposed to love me and protect me and give me kindness were not it was just vile and so so a lot of times man wasn't even waiting to 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 you know to come out to to react i was like proactive in that shit let me hurt you before you hurt me because i know it's coming you know i know you're going to tell me i'm nothing you're going to inflict pain on me somehow so why not be, why not do it first? And then pretty soon it wasn't even a, it wasn't even this pattern of thought of saying, Hey, let me hurt you. It was just something I was doing. That's like one of the saddest places, man, that, that, that I go, you know, it's the saddest, it's the saddest way of life that I live, man. And even sometimes, you know, if I find myself in a season of, uh, in, in recovery to where I'm doing that, man, it's just a sad, nasty place. And, and, um, you know, and, and with the six, you know, with the sixth and seventh and, and, and you know, and a, a tenth and eleventh step, man, daily, I, I don't have to go off the deep end with that. But anyways, I, I know I'm off of track a little bit, but that's what helps me is, is you know, the, the separate financial men's, that's cool. But blocking them out has, has really been beneficial to me. Easy ones, not so easy and ones that I'm never going to make. I'll pass. Thanks, Doug. Brian, what you got? I like where it talked about uh, in some cases we might we may not know the persons we have wrong. And, you know, when I think about, you know, what I did to fuel my addiction was a lot of uh, retail theft. And uh, when I think about that, it's like, you know, there was there's people that have to pay a higher price at the store, you know, at the time because uh, I was taken from their inventory. So that's how I like, you know, affected people that I may not know. And um you know, landlords, you know, whenever I was smoking marijuana illegally in their in their building, you know, causing other people to uh, maybe move out or something, you know, I'm causing him harm. So I, I could see where, you know, a lot of my actions whenever I was using affected people in ways that I haven't really thought about, you know, until I came back to this. And, uh, you know, I, owe a lot, I owed a lot of financial amends to different places. And, you know, I, I'm glad I, I wrote those out separately. And, uh, it was, this was a big step for me because it, it, it took a lot to look at all the harm that I caused, you know, especially to my parents, uh, my grandmother, especially uh, my brother. I tormented whenever I was using and, and I feel so bad. I felt so bad about that. But, you know, to make to make it up to him today, I try to be good to him and I try to be good to myself as well. You know, I, w I was slowly killing myself like it talks about. But today, like uh, a day at a time, I'm slowly getting better. And uh, this, this was a good step for me. I like how Douglas broke it down. You know, uh, he sponsors me and, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, who am I ready and willing to make amends to? What's going to be a lot more painful and, and who will I absolutely will not make amends to? But most of them I was ready and willing. And, uh, you know, but it's important on this one that I just wrote all the names down and then attacked them in the next step. 
But uh, thanks for letting me share on that. Yeah, you know what? I uh, my name's Eva. I'm an addict. I um, speaking of people we may not know, I have this guy on my list that I've had <clears throat> since I was four years clean. Greg, I can't remember his last name, and I've tried everywhere to figure it out. And I did this dude some harm, you know, uh, in recovery. Like I used the sh shit out of him, and uh, I just can't find him. But he's on my list every time. And and you're right, I do. Um, <clears throat> I do have my girls break it down to who I'm ready to make amends to. Maybe someday is how we do it. And hell no. And um, that's how we write it out in three lists. And um, hopefully it's not on three separate pieces of paper, but I mean, they're that long sometimes, but <laughs> um, moving on to the next, um, unless anybody else had something. Okay, moving on. Paul, you got more? Just got one. I just got one thing, philosophical question. So on the sixth step, became entirely ready to have God remove that. And entirely ready is tough, right? That sounds, so the eighth step says, and became willing to make amends to all, to them all. How does that affect that hell no? That's the philosophical question. And listen, I, I have a, I have hell knows, I get it. My, my point about this is, my point about this is just stay in the process. Don't let the hell knows or the entirely ready character defects stop you from moving through the process. Everybody has hell knows. And, and we will use the words to hurt ourselves. It says, make amends to them all. So I can't, I'm not moving on to the ninth step. That is the bad decision for an addict. Stay in the process, even with the hell no's. Stay in the process. I relapsed before an eighth step. I relapsed before an eighth step. So I know that stay in the process. So that's my comment. Thanks, Paul. So, uh, Brian, how, how about you read the next couple of paragraphs, please? Yeah, Brian, can you read the next couple paragraphs, please? Sure. As with each step, we must be thorough. Most of us fall short of our goals more often than we exceed them. At the same time, we cannot put off completion of this step just because we are not sure that our list is complete. We are never finished. The final difficulty in working the eighth step is separating it from the ninth step. Projections about actually making amends can be a major obstacle both in making the list and in, become, and in becoming willing. We do this step as if there were no ninth step. We do not even think about making the amends, but just concentrate on exactly what the eighth step says make a list and become willing. The main thing this step does for us is to help build awareness that little by little, we are gaining new attitudes about ourselves and how we deal with other people. Anybody have anything on this? Phil and then Donna. Phil, you're muted, babe. 
So sorry about that. Sorry, everybody. Um, uh, back in the beginning, uh, when the steps started out, it did talk about the step not being easy and uh, and this and that. And um, I can can re can remember the projecting of of a ninth step of um, am I am I going to see these people? Am I going to talk to these people? Uh, am am I going and how am I going to do this? And thank God for um for uh, sponsorship, but uh. It, it kept a lot of things for me so jaded uh, uh, in the step. And uh, and I can remember even with my um, uh, first uh, a, a step, uh, I didn't put myself on that list. I I, I, I didn't, you know, cause I, I didn't even think I was worthy of, of me being on it. Cause I, you know, like our literature talks about how the reading talks about most of all we harmed ourselves. So I'm, I'm not even worthy to, to be on it. I know better now as the program has, has gone on, as my recovery has gone on, but but the second time around, I knew, yeah, yeah, I should be, be on there somewhere. Maybe not at, at, at the top, but um, projection, um, like I says, uh, it, 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 kept, it kept that step jaded uh, uh, for me, you know, and that's, that's all I have. Oh, and the other thing that I, I liked we're, we're, we're never finished. And um, um, I can even see things, uh, I've have seen things in this process to that have come up and I knew that I I'll never be finished with an A step as long as I live. Hey. Um, so say, thanks for bringing that up, Phil, about uh, where it says here, our purpose is to achieve freedom from the guilt that we have carried. We want to look the world in the eye with neither aggressiveness nor fear. So what do I say to people that, uh, that aren't willing to finish this step up is that, well, we're just going to stay right here until you are, right? I, there's not, a, a, we just keep, we just hang out there uh, talking about what the goal is. It's like, what would you do and what would you give to be free? What, what is it that you would give? And, you know, it's like a good night's sleep. Who, what wouldn't you give for a good night's sleep, right? Wake up completely fresh, refresh in the morning, and the body not hurting. It's like, I have pretty much everything I got, right? So, so we just keep talking about that until we get to a point of, um, of uh of willingness because how we're going to make those events and then the other thing too and when you have a sponsee that you're dealing with with this stuff is i am not going to leave you we are going to get through this together i promise you i'm not going to ever suggest that you put yourself in harm's way you know and the the what we want here is to be free are you willing to do what it takes to be free and sometimes that takes time and sometimes people are not. And, um, you know, I suppose over the years, I've had people that we've gone ahead and, and tried to work the steps, um, even though there's things that they said they would never do. Um, those people aren't around anymore. And, um, and so, uh, as with many of the other steps, when you shortchange yourself, not only are you not, um, going to get the full measure of freedom that you could get from the step, but you put yourself in a, a position of, um, of uh, sinking back into that mindset 
you know, of um, being a using addict, you know, and I know a lot of, and you guys all know this. We know people who've been clean a long time and they are resentful. They are angry. They are bitter. They walk around with a chip on their shoulder and they think the only amends they owe the world is just to be clean. And I'm here to tell you that I don't want to be those people. And I don't want the people I sponsor to be those people, right? And um, and sometimes I don't know how they stand themselves, but you know what? Here's the other piece. If they stay clean and continue to work the process that eventually they come around to. I've seen people with 30 years clean have a complete change of heart, you know, because they kept working the steps, they kept trying to figure it out, you know, and, um, and then one day higher power just soften their heart, you know, and, um, but yeah, but me and my girls, we at least stay there until they can, you know, they lie to me. I don't care in every lie, there's a bit of truth, but tell me that you're willing to do whatever it takes, you know, and, um, uh, cause the goal is freedom. Right. Thank you, Donna. So I think that, um, for me and some of my girls and some of the trauma that they have had, um, that it gives them a place to start to, to just put their name down on the piece of paper. And when we get around to step nine and they do a couple of the willing amends or even the, I'm not quite ready. What I find happens is those names bubble over as, as they work through the fear um, of of doing of doing the work, you know, and um, I would rather have them put it put their name on paper and write whatever ahead of on the top of the paper they need to just to get it out of their soul, you know. And if that's what, the way that they need to do it, and that's their process, like Donna said, I'm going to stand by them. And um, and one one girl in particular. Um, my sweet Kevinny, she, uh, she just couldn't wrap her mind around putting some of these abusers on the piece of paper that she would be, ever be willing. And, um, and I'm like, just put it on paper, just put it on paper. If you write their name, they can't hurt you. If you, if you write their name, it's not like if you say Beetlejuice three times, they're going to come popping out. Right. So just put their name on paper. You lived through it then, and you're going to live through it, processing it with me here today. You know, and um, so whatever it, I guess I'm at this point where what, whatever, wherever, whatever it takes, you know, to just get them to become willing and not lie to me, lie to themselves really about who they need on the list. And, um, and what I've seen, my experiences is that those names always bubble over to the willing list because they see the freedom, the freedom that they get. Um, and, uh, Anyways, that's my experience around around that. And we are never finished. And some of them may not put it on that first, may not put the name right there on that first go around. I can promise you I didn't. I don't know how many eight steps I've done, a lot. And some names just randomly pop up. Whether I just remember it or I just became willing, right? And I may have had more freedom if I would have just had an opportunity to just write their name. But... If I feel too much fear, I'm not going to do it. That's just my truth. I'm not going to write their name if I feel like I have to do something that I'm not ready to do. So, 
it just seems scary, especially the first time through the steps. If I put their name down, you're going to make me do what? I just live in, you know, I'm still in fear. I, um, I know it says entirely ready, but I also know my truth is, is the first time through the steps, I was scared as hell. If I, if I knew then what I know now, I would have done it way easier on myself, right? But that's not how I work as an addict. I don't make shit easy, right? I don't put all the, I put all the sweet names on the list first. So my kids, my parents, my boyfriend, blah, blah, my dog, I forgot to feed, whatever. I don't know. I do the easy ones first because I'm full of fear. I had a really hard amends. Oh, that's next. We'll talk about that next week. Anybody else on this paragraph? All right. Doug, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's in the, that's the spirit that I, that I approach this to is, is saying, um, and I understand the entirely ready piece, you know, or, or all, all the, the all piece, you know, I, I understand that, you know, for sure. And, and sometimes though, it's that, it's that progression of, uh, receiving some of that freedom, you know, of guilt and seeing myself becoming willing to make these amends admit, admit my fault and, you know, in this on the easier ones, then it's almost like, it's almost like that process, man, of coming to believe, you know, like in step two to where it's like, Hey, I have this total doubt that, that I have a God that's loving. But then it's like, you know how the basic text will walk us through. You really ain't getting down with this, man. Look at all the coincidences and kind of understand, Hey, you know, it might not be coincidences. It might be the work of a loving higher power in your life, you know, and stuff like that. That's how I look at this is is saying I understand it's it's all of these, right? And I and I and I get with that. The process though of receiving some some relief on that making the amends to that to the easy ones is it's almost like building a trust in myself and in, in a trust in a higher power that says, Hey, let me make amends, let me mend this. Let's say easier ones, right? In in like the little air quotations, right? The easier ones. Then the more difficult ones where I need to put more trust and maybe more effort, become more vulnerable. But the magic that happens is what I was talking about is like, look, man, once you hit that list and then once you hit the other list that, you know, hell no, man, I just ain't do it. That list, then we become ready for that list too. Because for me, you know, they, because I can, I can look at the setup. I can look at the easy ones. All right, man, it was cool. Right. It was good. I did it. The middle one. All right. Higher power is with me too, man. You know, I'm, and I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. All right, now I can go ahead and now I can go ahead and tackle these, which, quite frankly, before, man, and, and that's the process I had to do with my mom, and that's with 15 years clean, you know, or 14 years clean, whatever it was, making that it wasn't ready, man. It wasn't going to what what wasn't going all. She was on the list for sure, but I I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There were some things that were happening. Made some smaller ones, you know, during that current eight and ninth step, and and then it became. All right, man, I can do this. I can do it. Fuck it. Why not? God's with me here. You know, on these ones, I, I can do it. So I know it's not real black and white, you know, and, and there's, there's some crossover, but I'll go ahead and pass with that. Paul? You're, mu you're muted, babe. Sorry. Uh, I think the thing that is telling is that they does not say direct amends. It says amends, become willing to make amends to them all. 
And there's a difference. Am I willing to change the nature of this relationship is different than you have to go and engage with that person. That's, that's for the ninth step. That's the discussion with the sponsor. That's parsing out, seeing what that's gonna look like and thing. But that's the difference. And, and I think that's where Doug's right about that. That's the thing is I don't have to run to everybody on that list. I just have to be willing to change the nature of my relationships. And that's the point here. It's not about those people. The eighth step is about me. What am I willing to change? Not whether they're gonna change, it's what am I willing to change? And that's, look, everybody can do that. Everybody can change, everybody, we said that. We said that at the beginning, everybody can get this. There are no unfortunates here, thank God. Everybody can get this. So, thanks. All right, Donna, do you wanna read the last three paragraphs we got here? Got it. Listening carefully to other members share their experience regarding this step can relieve any confusion that we may have about writing our list. Also, our sponsors may share with us how the eight step worked for them. Asking a question during a meeting can give us the benefit of group conscience. The eight step offers a big change from a life dominated by guilt and remorse. Our futures are changed because we don't have to avoid those who we have harmed. As a result of this step, we receive a new freedom that can end isolation. As we realize our need to be forgiven, we tend to be more forgiving. At least we know we are no longer intentionally making life miserable for other people. The eighth step is an action step, like all steps that offers immediate benefits. We are now free to begin our amends in step nine. So, so um, one of the things uh, it talked about earlier and I meant to address was um, when we become more aware of our own shortcomings and the way that we've harmed other people or the way I've harmed other people, I, I tend to be able to be less critical of other people who behave in the same ways. And um, sometimes that has taken me a long time. Um, my mother, I didn't make real amends to her, like life-changing kinds of amends to her till I had about 10 years clean. And um, I made, uh, uh, well, I did what I could, I was willing, right? But the truth was with a lot of that stuff, it just took time for me to really find, figure out the nature of my wrongs and um, to really get to know myself well enough to know how I had harmed her. One of the things I believed about my mom is that, that nothing I ever did harmed her because she didn't care enough to be hurt. And you, you, that was never true. But, I, but really it took me till I was 35 years old to figure that out. So um, I am better at forgiving others because I have the intense 
need for forgiveness and I have been forgiven over and over again. We got just a couple minutes. Paul, go ahead. Just, um, I, I, I'm glad we read that paragraph. You've listened to all of our talking heads about the eight step, but it says very, you know, work with a sponsor and, and listen to their guidance. There's not a right or wrong way to do this. There's your way to do it. And so if you're working with a sponsor, tr you've trusted them for seven steps. Don't jump ship. <laughs> Stay on that course. Work through this. The great news is tomorrow is the fifth anniversary of my mother's death. And I did an eighth step with her, a ninth step with her. And it was, you know, of course she was fine. It, you know, I was forgiven and everything. But I'll tell you what was more important was the seven years that I took her to dialysis, paid her bills, that she lived with me. That's what balanced the scale. That's what made the change and everything different. And so this step is not an event. The ninth step is not an event. It's a process. And that's, that's the real test of the eighth and ninth step. Not a, I'm sorry, see ya. It's, it's where the rubber meets the road, the change in how I treat people. And um, so this list is, is made and I'm willing to at least move on in the process with my sponsor. So very good. Eva Addict, so I just wanna reiterate that there's no wrong way to work the steps. If you're working the steps with a sponsor, you're, you're doing it, you know, even if they're mean, make you write it over and over. Like my sponsor, who's laughing right now. So thanks for, for listening to us tonight and all of our different perspectives on how we do this. Um, you know, like I said, there's no right or wrong way to work the eighth step, uh, as long as you're doing it with a sponsor that you trust and our loving higher power. So thanks a lot for everything tonight, guys. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so with. Tune in next time as we'll pick up where we left off. We'll chunk these in hour-long sessions. Namaste and God bless.